Hello, and welcome back to this episode of the Peak Results Academy podcast. I'm your host, Rich Fournier, and in this episode, I sit down with Kyle Seabooth um, from Keller Williams, Rhode Island, Massachusetts. Now, this guy's a rock star, in my opinion. In 2016, 17, 18, 19, he was Ke- uh, Keller Williams' top individual agent. In 2017, 18, and 19, Real Trends' top 10 agent. 2019, top 10 Wall Street Journal. Um, his track record is absolutely unbelievable. He's an individual agent with an administrative team around him. Last year, he sold over 500 units by himself with an administrative team. Extraordinary production for an individual agent. Um, you got to listen to this episode. I think you're going to get a lot from it. Stay tuned. Subscribe to this channel. Hit Click the bell uh, if you're on YouTube. And I look forward to connecting with you guys in the future. So stay tuned. Have you ever wondered why some people thrive in all areas of their life? Welcome to the Peak Results Academy podcast with your host, Rich Fournier. Each week, we interview industry experts who consistently dominate in the fields of health, business, and beyond. Our mission is to share their personal struggles and strategies so that you can create your own peak results. Welcome to the Academy. Hey everybody, Rich Forney here from the Peak Results Academy podcast. I'm your host and I'm super excited today to have, I'd say the leading real estate agent in the Rhode Island, Massachusetts area. His name is Kyle Seabooth. Um, he's an extraordinary individual. I mean, producing at an extremely high level, creating peak results in that community. Kyle, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. No, thank you so much for having me. Um, and, and yeah, just to reiterate that, yes, so I've been the uh, top agent in, in Rhode Island and MASH and actually top Keller Williams agent in the last uh, four years in the entire country. Um, so four years in a row, uh, this would be five. Actually, I'm looking at some of your results here and I want to, I want to share some of those if you don't mind, because I, okay. I think it's important that our audience understand that they know that this podcast is about creating a peak result, but I do need them to understand that the people that are on this podcast are here because they are producing at a very, very high level. 2016, 17, 18, 19, KW, top agent nationally. Um, 17, 18, 19, Real Trends, top 10 agent. 2019, top 10, Wall Street Journal. Last year, 140 million bucks in, in sales US, over 500 units. That's right. Not yep, 500. Yeah, so last year, the last two years, I broke 500. Uh, I broke 518 and I broke 519. So that was a big goal for me to kind of get ahead, get above that threshold that, you know, everyone around me said was somewhat impossible. Oh, you'll never get there. You'll never do 300. You'll never do 100. You'll never do 200. So my goal was always to get above that 500. Um, so finally, the last two years, I was able to surpass that. That's amazing. And when you look back from when you started, like, was it really easy? Did you have this great, amazing database when you got started and someone just started handing you business? Ah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, right. Exact, exact opposite. So I started uh, in 2011 or 10. I don't remember exactly when. And I didn't have any background in real estate. My family wasn't in real estate. Um, I started because I said, okay, it would be really cool to make an extra $2,500 a year. Um, and to have an extra vacation. Um, so that was the goal, was to work a full-time job and make a couple bucks to move on and, and be able to go away maybe once a year based on that, that commission. Um, so that's how it all started. Unfortunately, the kind of person I am, um, that doesn't work, right? That kind, of, that kind of mentality, that sounds great and that sounds awesome, um, but that's just not how I tick. That's not how I'm built. 
So let me ask you a question. So you, you get started in the game, um, and I want to talk about average resale price for our real estate agent listeners, because your average resale price is, I think, a little bit lower. Um, to do 500 units is a lot of business. So, but when you got started, like, how did you get started, Kyle? What did you do? Like, did someone give you this database and say, go for it? You know, call these people. No. That, you know? No, so not not even a little bit. Um, what I did was something that really anyone could do, um, in the sense that I didn't have a lot of capital, didn't have a lot of net, didn't have a lot of uh, centers of influence, and didn't have a big network. Right. So what I did was um, I started with reaching out to basically everyone I knew um, in the form of a letter, a phone call, and a text, and said, "Hey guys, look, I'm getting into this new venture. You all know how hard I work. You all know what I can bring to the table." I'm professional in nature, but I'm, I'm intelligent enough to help make this work. So I've decided to go into real estate. If you know anyone buying or selling, please give me a call. I'd love to have an opportunity to work with them. That's how I started. And then I, I, from there, I started working my Facebook at the time, which was really the only mechanism out there on social media. So I really started to work my social media. And just anytime I saw the word house or buy or sell, I commented. I was on it. I was in front of it, whether I knew them or not. Um, and then it just grew. I mean, it went from seven deals year one to 517 year nine um, and kind of never looked back since then. And now on to some bigger and better stuff that I'm really excited about and I can't wait to get started with. I want to hear about it in a minute, if you don't mind. Yeah. So like how many hours did you spend on Facebook and commenting and trying to develop social relationships? Yeah, I mean, I spent, so I was still working full-time. I've only been full-time at this for four years. Uh, this will be year five. This was my fifth year of full-time. So I was, I was part-time um, for my first four years in the business. So what I would do is I would work a nine-to-five, and when I got at five, um, you know, I would be on the social media. I would be, you know, on Craigslist. I would be on all different sites to just try to build a database of people that were looking to buy or sell. Um, and then in addition to that, my hours of actually showing houses or meeting with buyers were five to, you know, five to eight on the weekdays and then all weekend. Um, and then what I started to really do, I think is a big difference. A lot of people don't do this because it takes a little bit of, um, takes a little guts to do this is I reinvested almost all of my income that first year or so back into the business. And that helped me generate leads to provide another base of business that I didn't have. So it was all about database building, right? And how do you build that database if you don't have a database? You need to buy it. You need to go out and farm it. You need to organically build it. So I used all those mechanisms to get me there. Unbelievable. So it took a lot of courage to do that. And you did this when you had kids as well? So, yeah, at the time, um, I did not have kids, but I had, obviously, I have a six and a four-year-old, so a seven and a four-year-old. So, um, you know, they came along uh, pretty much early on in the beginning of that. And, and then I was able to, um, you know, just work around that and, and do the best I can with what I have. Unbelievable. I know I have children and the amount of time I spend away from them in the real estate game up here in the Toronto market, it, it's, it's a definitely difficult for my wife to handle uh, all, the, all the, the duties around having a big family. Yeah, I mean, I think I think what I've what I've done with my kids um, is something that someone told me about maybe a year or two ago, and I've really focused on this. Um, I've made them my best client, and what I mean by that is, you know, they have times. Unfortunately, I have to block times in my calendar to be with them and hang out with them and give them undivided attention. 
um, just based on my schedule. So what I've done is I make sure my staff knows they cannot book over those times. Um, so there's times in there every week, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, whether it's swim, karate, uh, an hour and a half and just hanging out, uh, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, whatever that looks like, um, they are a client that does not get booked over. And, and I think that's allowed me to kind of uh, segregate everything from work and, and, and family. When you look at this drive, this internal drive, Kyle, that you have, um, like, where did this come from, Kyle? Like, to go from, okay, like, like if I look at the data, so I, NAR in the U.S., and we have different, you know, people up here in Toronto and Canada, but, you know, 90% churn rate in the business um, within the first five years, they're gone. And you got went from zero to over 500 deals in, in, in nine. So what, why? So there's kind of a couple little stories to that. Um, there's, there's, one, there's one story, um, not story, but just kind of how I'm built. So I'm, I'm the kind of person that if I do something and I have a passion for it, I want to be the best at it. Yeah. Um, when I got the taste of success in this business and I felt like I could be really good at it, I never looked back and I really put my foot on the gas and, and just kind of went full steam ahead. And, and now I'm at a point here where I, I don't ever want to go back. So that, that's one thing that internal, that internal drive and that self-motivation to be the best I can be every day is, is definitely there. And especially when you know you can do it, when you can feel it, there's something, there's something special there. When you know you have a chance to be the greatest at, in this field, right, to ever live potentially, you've got to go for that. You have to go for it. Um, but then there's two other factors that really played a part in the beginning. And, and one I'll never forget, a good friend of mine who I was in his wedding, I knew him since I was 10, um, his wife and he were looking for a house. And we went out there, I showed him a house or two, and his wife said, yeah, I don't think you're bent for this business. Um, we're going to use another realtor. So, you know, when she said that to me, and, and, and he had a conversation with me maybe a month later, and was like, hey, man, I just don't think this business is for you. Um, why don't you just go back and focus on you know, your nine to five stuff. I think you're better at that. So I, I took that in and, and you know what, man, that, that sits with me every single day. And, um, I'll never forget that. And I, and I have to thank them for that because that, that kind of gave me that extra push. Um, that was like, okay, yeah, that's what we're talking about right now. Let's, let's see how, how let's see how this thing finishes. You know, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. So that little chip is not going away and it will never go away. Um, because that was a, that was a total insult to me. And it was something I would not have done back to them. Um, and for that, I think that's, that's it's little moments like that that really push you, I think, uh, to go over the edge. Why, so can we go there for a sec? Because this, this podcast is about what you just said. There, there's this little thing. There's a, you know, a turn in the road, a moment in time where someone has to make a clear-cut decision. And very few people make a decision about anything. They live in habit and they live in paradigms and programs you made a real decision what gave you the power to make a decision where somebody else would say you know what maybe they're right so it was that belief in myself right it was it was that it was that belief that i know they're wrong right and i had confidence in myself and i know from what i did in the past and i know from my passion and my abilities that i i'm better than that and i'm not going to let them put these I'm not going to let someone else put this ceiling on what I can and can't do and, and put this kind of, uh, you know, limitation on me. I'm going to allow myself to put my own limitation 
Uh, and that is, you know, that's the fact, that's the part that pushed me over the edge where I said, Hey, look, um, that's good. And you're entitled to your own opinion, but I, I can't fall to that. The easy route would have been like, you know what? He's right. Yeah. I got to go back. You know what? That that's the right thing to do. But I think the easy route's just never been my style. I've never been an easy route kind of guy. When you look at this game today, so, you know, sometimes we'll talk to somebody who's been in the, in the business 30 years. It's a different business. And, you know, they, they have a big pipeline, been around a long time. You kind of built this business over the last, you know, really pushing hard over the last five. So right. you participated and grew it inside a space of social networks and media, um, Zillow, Trulia, and really online leads and dealing in that game where, you know, I can't tell you how many comments I say online leads don't work, you don't, can't work with them, they're too expensive. Is everything come down to just your attitude, Kyle, and that you're just will, willing to do things other people aren't willing to do? I think, yeah, I think two things. Number one, I have a different sense of risk tolerance than most people. Okay. Um, I'm willing to take a chance and I don't listen to what other people say. So that online lead doesn't work that, you know, all that sort of stuff. When people start to say that and Zillow doesn't work and Trulia doesn't work. Well, it may not work for you. Right. But it does work for me. And, and, and maybe there's a reason why it doesn't work for you because maybe you're not doing it correctly. Um, and now let's say it didn't work for me. What I would do is I would pivot into another program or another system or another avenue to generate leads that would help me um, facilitate business. So I, I'm, I'm okay spending money to make money. I'm okay taking a chance and taking a risk. And I, I, I don't want to say I don't take no for, I'm not a salesman. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm a person that <clears throat> likes to help people. I love to help my buyers and sellers and, you know, facilitate that real estate transaction. So I don't come in with that cheesy salesperson approach. My approach is really to build a relationship with people and to understand what they want and to understand what they need. Um, and at the same time, giving the best possible service that I can give, because I think that service level is important, especially in the beginning. Um, and then you gain momentum. And then once you have momentum, it becomes easier to kind of continue to grow and grow and grow. Um, so I think service is super important. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not scared to take chances and I'm not scared to do different things. When you look at, if you were to advise an agent today, so say, say I moved, I moved down, Kyle, you convinced me to move down and I'm going to get started in the game. Mm -hmm. What would I do? How do I start today? So if I were to you and I were to start today, I would probably start exactly the same way I started back then. Um, I would reach out to every single person I knew. I would get in front of them and explain to them what I'm looking to do, what I do, and why. Why my much my why behind it, right? Why do I like? Why am I going to do this? Is it because I just want to make money? Well, that's not a why. It's not the right reason, right? Do I have a passion for helping people? Do I like real estate? Do I really enjoy going out there and being? in the customer service space, whatever that looks like, I would present that why. And then the second thing I would do is I would get in front of as many people as possible, even if I don't know them on social media and express what I'm doing, express who I am and how I can help facilitate real estate transactions. And then I would get on your Craigslist and your for sale by owner and really hammer the phones on there and try to build a database that route. And then the final thing would be just to get do as many open houses a weekend. I'd probably do two open houses a Saturday and two open houses a Sunday 
for people in my office. And those five or four things cost no money. Not one thing that I just mentioned costs money and can build you up to seven to 10 deals in the first year, without a doubt. Makes a lot of sense. And then, of course, following up and doing the things that you necessarily have to do to keep right, that's, contact with right. you. That goes without saying, right? Pick right. up the book, The Millionaire Agent, Real Estate Agent by Gary Keller. I think that explains right. a lot. Um, right. When you look at your day-to-day, is it like, do you have a, a period in your day where you're working on your mind and really focused on the goal and visualize? Is that part of your life? Or is that just so, an internal state that you've developed and it's constant now? So it's constant. It has to be constant. So I don't really get the, I don't get the opportunity to time block um, in the sense that I can't shut everything down. Like once 8.30 starts, from 8.30 to 8, it's go time. Uh, my phone rings nonstop. My phone gets texts nonstop. So my most important time of the day is really from 6 in the morning till about 8.30. That's when I can gather myself, gather my thoughts, understand what my goals are, what I'm looking to do for the day, the week, the month, and the year. Um, and then at night, at night when I kind of wind down, I can take a step back and really look big picture. Um, but like I said, you know, I'm at a, I'm at a real inflection point right now. Um, and it's a very interesting time in my life in the sense that I'm, I'm, I'm looking for some really big changes to be made. Um, because I think I, I have opportunities and I have the abilities to do bigger and better and more and more. Um, so that's where I'm at now. And it's going to be working less in the business and more on the business and really leveraging and scaling this thing to a massive place. Where do you see it going for you, if you don't mind me asking? So um, I see... Long term, uh, I'm working on a coaching program right now that will be exclusive to the to, to a significant to a brand that I'm I'm working with. Um, you know, can't really reveal all that right now, but it's 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 an extraordinary opportunity, um, and I think it's just the beginning of what what I can bring to the table because I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right. There's a lot of coaches that that are out there right now in real estate, and they all may have different uh, textbook ways to do the business or to, to, to practice in this business. Not many have the credibility and validity that I have. Matter of fact, really none do. Um, none have sold as many properties. None have had the accolades that I've had in the last few years. So what I want to do is bring a total different aspect to that game and a total different aspect to that space. The real world, ever-changing evolution of real estate agents to help the average agent. I don't think anyone's doing that. Um, and that's where I'm trying to really focus on is to, is to build this thing up and, and not give the token uh, same data points that everyone else gets. Let's give a different point of view. It's time for a different perspective. Where do you, and I think that's amazing. You're absolutely right. There's very few people, if any, today that I look out in the space that have done any Actually, you know what? I'll, I'll just say it. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. Um, I look out there today and I don't know any of the major um, trainers today that um, actually produce or have produced. Right. So, so how more valid and how more credible does that make me in the space where, hey, guys, look, five years in a row, uh, number one in the U.S., three years in a row, top 10 real trends, uh, Wall Street Journal, top 10, like all that stuff is great. But if I don't take that and give that back to people in my field or to people in any sort of sales capacity, yeah. I, I'm, I'm failing. I'm failing everyone. 
and, and that's where I'm at. I will continue to sell and I've got other stuff I'm working on, 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 on brokerage stuff on the, um, in the new England area to grow a brand and then grow that way. But, um, right now that opportunity is huge for me and I think I'm going to take it and run with it. It's amazing. When you look at, um, this thought process, does your fam did your family have this innate fire that you have? Where did that come from? Personal, I know, but I'm just curious. No, it's not. It's, it's a good question. Um, I, I can't answer that. I think that comes from being brought up in a certain way where you're told and kind of like taught that you have to work hard for what you want. If you want to get something, you have to go after it. And to be honest, I don't know if you follow Gary Vee or not. Uh, are you a fan or do you follow him? I'm a fan. So I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of anyone. Let's just start. I just don't believe in being a fan of people. I follow and I, I watch and I pay attention. Um, and that's just how I am. I'll never wear another man's jersey. Like, that's just me. I got some phobia with that. Like, I'll never bow down to someone else and feel like someone's better than me or not equal to me. But on that point with him, I'm 37. So I'm, I'm not old, but I'm relatively younger. I grew up in the in the age where your parents tell you to go to college, get a good job, and get benefits, right? I mean, that's that's kind of what it is, right? So you, you go to high school, you go to college, and the whole point of it is get a job in a field where you work for someone, you get benefits, and and you move on. And and that was kind of what was, was pushed in front of me so strong and so hard, but I'm not built like that, and neither were they. My parents are, are small business owners that have done, you know, have built a business from zero to being very successful over a 30 year period. And that's how I am. So I can't change who I am. Like I tried to put my, I try to put a circle peg in a square hole. It just didn't work. Right. So that that's innate. That's inside of you. That ability to be your own boss, to be better, to be great. You can't teach that. You either have that or you don't. And a lot of people don't, they don't want to be that. They don't want to go that route. And that's okay. You know, so I, we had a, um, a broker owner uh, up near me who said, it's either you have it or you don't. And he said, it can't be taught. And I don't agree with that. I think it can be taught. And I just think you were taught from a very young age where you saw parents who worked hard and didn't give up. And that's like innate now in you. It's part of your program. Yeah, I think, I think to your point, okay, I agree with you. I think you can be taught. I think you can be taught in the sense that if no one taught me that hard work and that sort of thing, like if I didn't see that, I wouldn't know it. So yeah, I, I, maybe I had it inside of me. Maybe I had it somewhere, but it never would have evolved. And it never right. would have, it would never evolved because I didn't have a chance. And I think it gets to the point of a lot of people, um, we're all equal in the sense we're all human, but we're not all equal in the sense that we've all had the same breaks or the same chance or the same influences in our lives that pushed us in a different position. But I do firmly believe things happen for a reason. And I'm meant to be here with you for whatever reason. And you're meant to, I mean, we don't know each other from a hole in the wall. Um, but, but at the end of the day, you know, I've been doing a lot more of this stuff. I get these calls like once a week and I, I like to do these things to help, to help out and, and, and put my message out there. So I just think you can teach a certain aspect of it, but you still need to have that inner drive, that inner motivation. Yeah, I agree. And I think some of that inner motivation for something, right, it comes down to self-image, you know, like you said, confidence, right? And I agree. 
sometimes when you're entering a space, it's either you're confident on the border of arrogance because your results are not there yet. So you almost have to be arrogantly confident in your ability before the results come. Right? Yeah, I mean, there's two sayings that they're going to sound somewhat simplistic, but I, but I live by them. And one's going to kind of fit what you're talking about, confidence, and one's going to fit with what we talked about before. Uh, so the two sayings that I really like is one, um, fake it till you make it. Yeah. And I think it's way deeper than what that line means. 100%. I, I, I think perception is not always reality, but if people perceive you to be successful and people perceive you to be an expert, it's easier to become that expert. And it's almost like a play. When you read a script over and over and over again, you become that person, right? So right now I'm trying to become that person that I want to be. And that person is a, a mega mogul within this space, right? So it's, it's to take, it's to always grow and always change and, and evolve into something bigger and better and better and better down the road. And then guess what? When we, when we're 80 years old and when you're 80 and I'm 80, um, you know, Richard, we can say we gave it our best shot and, and there was nothing that we could have done better versus, um, one of my biggest fears is to go back to work in a nine to five, right? That's probably the biggest fear or the biggest thing that drives me going forward. I don't ever want to go back to that. If I was 80 and I did a nine to five my entire life, I would have a lot of regret. I never took a chance. And yeah, you may take a chance and it may not work. But at the end of the day, how do you know? I could have failed the first year. I could have did seven deals and been on the street. I don't know. Could have did no deals. I could have been the worst on the planet in this business, but I gave it a chance. I think it's an amazing message right there. I mean, I don't even need to go any farther. I think you encapsulated it to the point where if someone makes a decision, they have to run really, really hard and they have to do it. Like really, really want to do it. But I think people are stopped by caring about what other people think about what they do and how they look. A hundred percent. And let's talk about that for a minute. So yeah, please you so I'm, I'm an athlete in, in nature, right? I'm not big. I'm not huge. I'm, I'm 5'10". I was a basketball player. I was a shooter. And, and what I did, I, I really perfected shooting three-pointers, right? I practiced over and over and over again. And, I, you know, I would, I would shoot five, six, seven hundred shots a day. And that was my work ethic there. Um, but one thing this is kind of bringing back is when I was an athlete, one of, one of the most influential coaches I had, he would always say to me, he would be like, look, you're – you're faking, like a lot of people would fake work hard. Like what fake work hard means is like when people are watching, you're working hard, but when no one's watching, you're not doing anything, right? So you're faking it. You're just, you're just kidding yourself. You're just, you're just BSing everyone, right? So if, if you can honestly assess yourself and say, I'm doing everything I possibly can to work as hard as I can to be the best in this business I can, then you've given everything you have. But if you're just doing it for show and you're just doing it when people are looking, you're never going to get to that end goal because you're fake working hard. You're, you're, you're BSing yourself. The only one you're kidding is yourself. And, and that's something that stuck with me. Like, if you're going to be real, be real. If you're not going to be real and you're going to sit back and pretend like you're working hard, don't expect to have results like me because you don't know what I do between 6 a.m. and 12, 12 a.m. You have no idea. You think you know, but you don't really know. And if you're willing to put that same time, effort, and energy in, 
I guarantee that you will have results that will be much better than you are right now. I appreciate that message very, 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 very much. When you look at the next six months and 18 months inside your space and your market today, how are you operating to make sure that you gain more market share versus your competition in a period of shutdowns? I'm not sure if you guys have reopened yet. We're still in. How are you operating in a daily basis? All, right. All right. So let's talk about the last four weeks. And, and I actually have the numbers. Um, I had them last night. I had them somewhere. So the last four weeks. So last week I put together uh, 24 transactions. So I did 24 pending deals last week. The week before that, I did 16, I did 13, and 12 the last four weeks. So I did 24, 16, that's 40, 13, 53, and 12 is 65. I did 65 or 55, whatever that is, transactions in a four-week period, okay? What did I do? I doubled down on everything else when everyone was hiding in the sand. I did more social media. I did more live videos. I do a video every morning now where I do like a one to five minute motivational video on social media. During the day, I'll do more stories on my Instagram and my Facebook. I increase my Zillow spend exponentially um, to bring more leads in while everyone's on their phone or at home or whatever. Um, I've reached out to my database. I've been, obviously restaurants and everything are not open here. Well, they are kind of. Um, this last two months, I've been so hyper-focused on growth and improvement and building my backend and my admin staff and all that stuff that I'm pretty much so ready for once things totally open back up that I should gain substantial market share just based upon the fact that I saw an opportunity when everyone else, as, as Warren Buffett says, when there's blood in the streets is when you make money. And that quote may not be exact, but I firmly believe that. I've always been a contrarian. And I will always be a contrarian because I think the masses always like to do the easy thing and they're always late to the game. The public is late. The public and the mass is always late. So if I can find a different angle or a different avenue that makes sense, you know, I think that's, I think that's the route that's worked for me. Do you have a lot? How many admin staff do you have, Kyle? So right now I have, um, I've got one person that handles my schedule. She just does my buyer schedule. I've got one person that handles my transaction coordinating. Um, she handles all my, all my transactions. Um, she handles all my transaction coordinating from time of purchase sales till time of uh, closing. I have a driver, so I don't drive. I have someone who drives for me all day. Um, I have a bookkeeper. I have two outsourced virtual assistants, a director of operations, and two inside salespeople. So about 11. And it's just you. It's just me. I love it. It makes me very, very excited. I appreciate you. Listen, I know you're super busy. You've given us 35 minutes of your time. Um, you've inspired me, actually. Very few people inspire me. Um, what you've created is extraordinary. You're doing an amazing, amazing job. Your energy is impeccable, and um, thank you for being you, and thank you for, for sharing some of who you are with, with our audience. And I know for sure that someone's going to take what you said, and you're going to change the quality and the experience in their life. And I'm better for have, listening, have listened to you today. So thank well, you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I don't know what kind of guests you have on normally, but hopefully this was a little different.
um, and it wasn't cookie cutter. It was something that could add value to people. Yeah, um, I don't know anyone like you who's producing at that level by themselves and just with admin staff, basically. Um, yeah. And actually, you're the first. And, you know, we've, we've spoken with other producers in the space, um, um, but big teams, you know, 30 people teams, 30 agents, big admin teams. You're super unique. And, um, and I look forward to following you in the background on social media because there's a lot of value that you're bringing to the table. No, I appreciate that. And, and stay tuned because in my opinion, I'm just getting started um, and really kind of finding my niche. And, and I think that there's a lot I can bring to the table and hopefully, uh, you know, we'll be, um, we'll be on the big stage pretty soon. I anticipate that. And I have a funny feeling we're going to connect in the future. Sounds good, my friend. Thank you so much. And to the audience, guys, have a great day. Stay positive. Positivity breeds positive actions. Guys, all have a good day. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you are fit to work with Peak Results Academy, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to peakresultsacademy.com slash call. That's peakresultsacademy.com slash call and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, what do you really want out of life and your business? Number two, what is not working for you today? And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to create massive change in these areas. Remember, changing your life and creating massive results does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. We're helping clients all over the world create peak results in their health, in their businesses, and in their personal lives. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to peakresultsacademy.com call. We'll chat soon.